Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents Seth Payne and Sean Pendergast. We come to eighth time. Let's get the work in, man. Let's go. Great day. Great day. Oh, give me some juice, baby. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Happy Friday to all of you. Nice to be with you. We appreciate you being here at 6 a.m. in the morning. We are with you until 10 a.m. this morning. I'm Sean Pendergast. He is Seth Payne. Seth, I, the highlight from the Super Bowl that I can't stop looking at that surfaced, I think, yesterday, at least in my world, it did. Uh-huh. Because there's been a lot of mic'd up stuff that's come out from this Super Bowl that's been very compelling. The postmortem on this Super Bowl has just gone on forever, and I'm I'm here for it. I, there's, this, there's been a lot of like debate, and then like audio still trickling out because so many more players are mic'd up these days. Yeah, yeah. and there yeah. I don't I just don't ever remember a Super Bowl getting this much mic'd up stuff after after the Super Bowl was over. And maybe some of it's just chicken and egg. Maybe some we're seeing so much of it because there were such controversial decisions made by Kyle Shanahan and such in overtime. But the one that surfaced is the. Christian McCaffrey fumble where George Kittle is going over and blocking George Karloftis pretty forcefully. And George Kittle's got his back to the play and he's blocking Karloftis. He's like, and he says to George Kittle says to George Karloftis, Hey George, like kind of in a trash talky way. And while George Kittle's clearly trying to engage George Karloftis in some sort of like little mini trash talk, Karloftis goes down on the ground and recovers the fumble. It's a bad look for George Kittle. It's really yeah, funny. George, it wasn't even a trash talky way. It's the way George Kittle is just goofy and corny about yeah, everything. Yeah. He's like very, uh, yeah. He, uh, hey, George. Like, yeah. I almost like, hey, we've got the same name. <laughs> <laughs> National Tight Ends Day. But it, <laughs> but it was, but it was, I mean, it was funny because, like, it, it was in some ways, I think people are viewing it as like a microcosm of the game because yeah. the, the, the narrative after the game was the Chiefs were the ultimately prepared team because they've been preparing for overtime since July in the Super Bowl. And yeah. there's literally audio of Kyle Yuschik walking up to Kyle Shanahan on the field in overtime going, I didn't know that they get the ball back if we score yeah. a touchdown. There's also much. 
mic'd up of Pat Mahomes at the toss and realizing <laughs> when uh, when the 49ers decide to take the ball. Yeah. There's a, if you slow it down, I don't think it's creative editing. If you slow it down, you can see like a momentary little uh, break in, in Pat Mahomes' poker face. When the 49ers say they'll take the ball, his eyes like like almost imperceptibly widened a little bit, yeah. and then he goes back to his poker face, and then he gets to the sideline, and he says, hey, they want it, they can take it. Hey, yeah, they want the ball. Yeah, yeah they want the ball. Cool, that's what we wanted anyway. Yeah, yeah, it, it, that's a great analogy. It, Mahomes is like the guy sitting at a poker table. He's got pocket aces. He knows nobody's got a better hand than him, and some dude across, Fred Warner just pushed all his chips into the middle like, oh, yeah. yes, I am going to no, win. No, it's, it's different, though. It's like if... Uh, because I don't think, like Pat Mahomes had just lost, so he wasn't feeling confident in that yeah. moment. It, like they'd lost the toss, and then all of a sudden the guy does exactly what you. So it's, it's more like if you're holding the crappy hand, yeah, and then somebody else decides uh, that you know has a crappier hand yeah. goes all in. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, but I your just, analogy's right. I know. <laughs> it's six oh three. I'm like I. I was when you were doing that right now. I'm like I'm really confused. I'm just gonna. It sounds good. That's. Um, so. Uh, did you finish the Iron Claw? I did. I did. Okay. And uh, what I'll say is just, I can see where you, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, uh, the Iron Claw wrestling movie about the Von Erich family. And uh, I didn't know anything about the Von Erich family. You, I think, assumed that I had a good knowledge of the Von Erich family because they're very, very famous for, amongst wrestling fans. Right. I'm not a wrestling fan, so I didn't have a clue. So you hinted at something that happened in the movie that I probably I, – I, you assumed I knew about. I didn't hint at it. I directly said it yeah. on the show yesterday. I yeah. spoiled yeah. – I spoil, in retrospect, did I spoil the movie for you or just a facet of the movie for you now that you've seen it? A good it. chunk of the movie. Really? You, you spoiled a good chunk of it, okay. yeah. Wow. That was, <laughs> that was a really like a big chunk of it. But then, but then the movie goes on to – like there's so much – there's so much horrific stuff that happens in the movie that like, yeah, okay. Um, I, as far as like the uh, – Brandy and I, honestly, I was like bent over laughing yesterday as we were talking about the incident of you spoiling the movie for yeah. me because Brandy was trying to figure out at any possible point, is it ever okay to say, I hope this isn't a spoiler, but have you gotten to the point no, where it was this bad. character died? It was, it was really bad. Like, it was, I don't even want to replay it. It was bad. I'm sure. It, I know for a fact. I know for, if you want to hear it, it's in the slime off. I, Landry texted me yesterday. I know it was bad. It was a rough I'm still moment. Laughing about it. It was a rough like, moment for me. Like, no, that's never. That it's never in the history uh, of trying not to spoil movies. Has it been not spoiler to say, "Hey, has this character here, died here, yet?" Where you're thing. watching it. Here, here's the thing: uh, I, is that I, the assumption I made. Yeah. The, and I'm trying to be cryptic enough for people who haven't seen the movie, and yet, well, then, yeah, uncryptic yeah. enough so that the audience gets yeah. what's going on. I thought you at least understood the general premise as to why the Von Erichs were relevant. You know, like why their family right, story was relevant. What the deal was? was. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I, I just assume, and I'll and I'll keep. So when you posted yesterday, and let let it be, let it be put in the record. Ben, put this in the record, please, as the uh, the court record keeper. I did reimburse Seth for the cost of the movie. Yeah, I got one, I got nineteen ninety nine in my Venmo. In his Venmo, I did Venmo yeah. Seth, and Seth posted the proof that I Venmoed him nineteen ninety nine. Um, so that got posted on Twitter. Alex Del Barrio, former coworker, wow. who I should point out actually worked for WWE for a couple of yeah. years. 
said, what's to spoil? Do people not know about the Von Erich family? And I said, <laughs> Alex, not everybody, okay? <laughs> not everybody. That's so, a good poll, just like, do you know the general story of the of the Von Erich without, family? We, right, without... What percentage of people, yeah. Because I don't even need to put what the general story is, because the people who know, know. You know the story of yeah. the Von Eric family, yeah, yeah, and uh, like what percentage of people? Like, am I in the extreme minority? Or would not? you? That, th- would tricky because you got a lot of you got a lot of pro wrestling fans in your Twitter. That's account. a good. No, that's yeah. well, that's a great point actually. Um, what did you think of the movie? Oh, it was all, well, okay. I love the story. I mean, it was kind of the movie was kind of cheesy in some regards. I will say uh, they really the way they tied it all up at the end was pretty damn awesome. Like, uh, and, pr- and pretty powerful. I thought that. The two disturbing things that I couldn't get over were, one, how Zac Efron looked almost nothing like Zac Efron yeah. simply by what I'm guessing is a good chunk of assistance that he had in getting to the size of a pro wrestler. Yeah. His, like, even his face is, uh, like, uh, like fuller and weirder, like, almost more caveman-like than it was. And it's not makeup. He's just, he's yoked. Um, and then the dude, uh, the dude from that, that TV show about the chef that plays Carrie, uh, Von, uh, yeah, Von yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like why did he skip so many leg days? I just I, I dude, that was he was so top heavy. I couldn't I couldn't get past that. I was like this guy, he looks like a he looks like a roided up muppet. Yeah. I didn't die like this. Somebody should have had his hand up his ass like moving this kid around. And I, I don't, don't I don't know how he walked around on legs that skate. dude. And I don't know have I like I don't know if you after the movie went and looked and see what these guys looked like in real life. The Von Erichs. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Kerry Von Erich was, his nickname was the Modern Day Warrior. Like, he was sculpted. He's like a Greek god. Yeah. This guy's like the shortest (laughs) member of the family. He was the the shortest one. And with, like, again, like, so oddly shaped. Yeah. For, uh, like, he was so yoked up, his upper body. Yeah. He was was huge. And it just did not have any, he had, like, the the lower body of a 79-year-old man. All right. It was like, it was like the rock, upper body. Joe Biden lower body. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. It was. Right. And then uh, Ric Flair. I did not. The guy doing Ric Flair. Look, I don't need a strict Ric Flair impression, but the guy who dude who played Ric Flair had so little charisma. Like to to have that guy play the one of the most charismatic wrestlers ever. I, I'm just watching. It was. A, and then, like these seem like stupid objections to a movie, but I feel like in pro wrestling it matters. So like, all right, look, no, you got to nail the Ric Flair character. Yes, yes, that was a key part of everything, right? Se- well, yeah, like Seth, as you've noted, you're not a wrestling fan. If you, a non wrestling fan, is saying you've got to get Ric Flair right, yeah. then you've got to get Ric Flair right. <laughs> like you, you non wrestling fan, even know like Ric Flair is. He he's got charisma that is yeah. you know it, it, bigger than the building. That kind of. This thing. is what I would have done if I were uh, a, a producer of this Hollywood movie. I would have brought in a current day wrestler to play Ric Flair. Okay. Like um, I don't know who it would be or anything, but like somebody one of the more charismatic guys. I you know the other thing I did like about the movie, Sean. Mm. They do, and this is definitely will not be a spoiler. Um, they do a good job of kind of blending the reality of wrestling with the theater of wrestling in that in, in some of the behind the scenes stuff 
they're talking about the upcoming match almost as if they don't know the outcome. Mm-hmm. Like it's like if like it's in question whether or not one of these guys might beat Ric Flair in a in a match or something. That part was kind of cool. I kind of it kind of roped you into the fantasy of it all. Yeah, which, which is a it's a tricky thing to do. But uh, but I enjoyed that part of yeah, it. Yeah, that's cool. I just like hearing your perspective on it because you. I mean, like you said, you're you're you, you're not steeped in the Von Erich story. You're I, just watching it cold. No, and I totally I could totally I see. It. Kids from Texas, though, kids from Texas, like pulling for the Von Erich family. I bet Dude. that was, I bet that was huge because it was almost like it was like Texas against the world. Yeah, right. Yeah, and well, then it, like his various, you know, things. This isn't a like. There's they they hint very strongly at the beginning that there's tragedy to come because yeah. the Von Erich family is cursed. cursed. That's like in the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah. Um. But like, yeah, like it's that part. That that part was really cool. I could see where. Like if I were if I were growing up in Texas and I were watching wrestling, uh, then I would be totally triggered by every like insult, but put, put on the the Von Erich family. Yeah, there was no back then. There was no national wrestling company like WWF was, like WWE yeah. is today, and it was like thirty little territories around the country, which in a weird way, like your territory was almost your home team, kind of. Um, so yeah, we're the getting other thing, Texas well, people yeah. saying Texas lore, the Von Erichs. Yeah. 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 So I wonder. Uh, I, I don't. Pro wrestling. It, it was. A, it was a good movie. It was a good movie. Yeah. I don't think it was like. Uh, like I, I wouldn't give it four stars or whatever. Because um, it was just kind of cheesy in some ways. But but it was. It it, it, it pulled at the heartstrings. Wrestling right fans way. like the cheese. Like the 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 the, the P one audience for that movie probably liked the cheesiness of it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you know what? It, it almost like it was almost like they presented the father. Maybe that's my own issue. Maybe it was that good of a movie because the father annoyed me that much. But yeah. um, but Fritz, yeah, like, I, I have read that they feel that Fritz was portrayed. Kevin feels that Fritz was portrayed unfairly. Okay. But, um, without yeah. giving too much away. I think Ric Flair was the most unfairly portrayed one in the movie. He sucked. <laughs> okay, good. He, I was wondering no. about that. I like. I I was thinking, man, WWE fans will maybe be most critical of this they, moment. They, or, or, Pro dude, wrestling fans, dude, they yeah. they crapped all over Ric Flair in that movie. The Rick, the guy he, playing Ric Flair, in he that didn't movie. even do the Ric Flair walk no, the right no, way, dude. It was I'm like, I, dude, I like, how can you not be spending? You got a chance to play Ric Flair in this movie. How do you not spend a full week just just doing the Ric Flair walk? Yes. It's fun to do. Oh my you know? god, it is fun I, to do. I'm doing it right now. I just what the hell? All right, uh, Payne and Pendergast. We're off and running on a Friday. Uh, plenty of football to get to on a, it's not a football Friday necessarily, but we got a lot of football to get to. Let's go out to the Astros though. In the next segment, we finally heard from him. Ryan Presley speaks. Are we buying that? He's cool with the Josh Hader signing. That is next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. So one of the big storylines from the Astros in spring training, obviously, is the bullpen. Josh Hader. Signs a big deal to come here to be the closer. He will be the closer, according to Joe Espada. So Ryan Presley, who didn't really do anything to lose the job other than not be Josh Hader. He, Presley's been very, very good. Um, but Hader's been an elite closer and is younger, and more expensive. And um, look, if anything, this beefs up the back end of the Astros' bullpen. But nobody likes to be pushed from the ninth inning to the eighth inning. Um, here was Ryan Presley. Yesterday, finally met with the media on the Astros adding Josh Hader. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we got a great bullpen. Probably one of the best bullpens in the league. Um, you know, I mean, I get paid to go get three outs. It don't matter if it's in the fourth <laughs> inning or the ninth inning. So um, whenever the phone rings and, and they tell me to get in there, I'll get in there. That's right. You still get the same salary. It's not like they bumped yeah. you down from $14 million to $12 because you're pitching the eighth, buddy. So there's that. One more quick one here. Were you surprised, Ryan Presley, by the Josh Hader signing? Yeah, it was a surprise, but I mean, if it, I mean, he makes our team better. You know, he's he's hands down one of the best relievers in the game. And, you know, when you add him to our bullpen, we, we're just that much better now. So, um, again, you know, I'm happy he's here. I'm, I'm happy that I get to share a bullpen with him. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun time. And, you know, he's, he seems like a great teammate. So I'm, I'm excited to be here with him. Sean, you know, as I was watching the Iron Claw last night for uh, you know it takes me multiple nights to finish a movie because i treat them like like mini series i think it's days. smart i like that i'm gonna start doing yeah that. it is it's what has yeah all these mini series and documentaries on netflix have conditioned me and all these awesome cable series have conditioned me that if it's a long movie i'm just gonna break it up into pieces I like, like episodes so uh you know they're they're brother three <laughs> can't wait to hear you tie it to the hater presley situation <laughs> well it, it's the the sibling rivalry that there was oh. between the von ulrich brothers they just loved each other deeply and yet there was also a, there was a competitiveness there um you know where they just and it wasn't even a competitiveness they wanted to each do great but they also you know they were whether they wanted to be or not they were in competition with their brothers and uh, like that's that's a little bit what it's like on a sports team you know obviously without the the yeah as close a bond as brothers but you got to try to find that way to be a good teammate while also at the same time you got your ego wrapped up in in wanting to be the guy and everything so it's that that's where just that's where having the right kind of guys matters because you got guys uh, you know in football especially it's even more important but if you got guys that just 
can't operate and start acting like snipey little gossipy teenagers or something, then that can be really bad for team chemistry. Yeah. So it's it's that ability to like be PO'd about what happened, but still be a good dude in the locker room. I feel like Presley's that kind of for guy. For sure. Well, I, a couple things. I think, one, Ryan Presley arrived here as a setup guy. When they traded yeah. for him in 2018, I think it was 2018 they traded for him. He was a setup guy. I think Roberto Ozuna was the closer at the time. Um, so he's been a setup guy, but it's not like he's it's not like he's Mariano Rivera and he's been a closer yeah. his whole career. You know, you be careful, careful, what? Sean. What? That's when you're stepping into, uh, you know, telling Joe Pesci he's just a shoe shine boy. You're like, <laughs> hey, I remember you're just you're just a shoe shine <laughs> boy. True. I'm, you know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to an Astros game this year and go to Open Clubhouse down there, and he's gonna be like, I, I, I Sean, maybe I heard I shine shoes no more. I'm like, yeah. I was just merely pointing out that you're maybe wired for the change. You know, you're adaptable. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah, it would have been a yeah. much, much... I hope he beats you over the head with a, a, a pair of Altuve spikes. I, Not even the big spikes. The little Altuve spikes, just to be more demeaning. <laughs> Ryan, I love you. I remember, I remember when you were setting up back in the day in 2018. Oh, God, he was great. He get three outs. My shoes looked like mirrors. It was great. Um... So he's done it before. I, I love your point about like the competition between the competition between peers on a team because you see that in starting rotations all the time. Like that yeah, was what fueled yeah. those Braves starting rotations. I bet, I bet it's a lot of what's fueled the Astros starting rotations over the last several years, where you got Verlander and and uh, and Garrett Cole there and Granky and Dallas Keuchel. Like there is a healthy, there's a healthy competition there um, between those guys. Um, I think too. There's like there's probably there's probably a part of it too, like a fear of failure. Where you, okay, I'm getting moved to the eighth inning here. I don't want to. If I screw this up, people are gonna people are gonna create a narrative that I'm mentally weak here, like that I'm uh-huh. screwing this up because I got bumped down to the eighth inning. When in fact it could be he's 35 years old. It could be that his performance deteriorates because he's a year older and he's getting it's closer a, right, to the end yeah. than the beginning. That's a, that's a hard part of it. Is that you know there was a pretty defined drop off last year. And it happens when he's 34 years old. And it, it it very might well be that he, you know, just had a randomly bad year and that he's back to being the exact same guy this year. But if you're the Astros and you're looking at it and you're being objective about it yeah. and you got to set all your personal feelings aside, it, you got to look at it and say, okay, this guy's in his mid-30s. Gen- more times than not, when there's a drop-off, it's – Definitely related to age, yes. so we got to be sure that we start staying ahead of this thing. We don't want to be around when we know for sure that it's age. Right. You know, like knowing for sure that somebody has dropped off because of age means that you waited a year too long to to take care of it. So now you get the benefit of yeah, you know, maybe it was a blip in the radar, yeah, and maybe a sign of things to come down the road. But actually, he's got three more good years left in him. Okay, well then, awesome. Then you take advantage of this this good year, and then you've got Josh Hader to boot. Yep. Uh, one more from Presley. What adjustments do you need to make pitching the eighth inning instead of the ninth inning? There's no adjustment. I'm, I'm the same guy that goes in the sixth inning or the ninth inning. It's the same. It's the same thing. Well, they'll, and that's the whole thing about being the closer. You know, sometimes yeah, the closer gets all the glory and everything, but like sometimes you go in and it just so happens that the you're facing the weakest part of the lineup in the ninth inning. You're a setup guy, and all of a sudden it's like, oh wow, oh you know what? We need Presley in the we need Presley in the seventh because we got the meat of their lineup there. Yeah. Uh, versus waiting until the eighth to put him in. Yeah. So yeah, there's a little bit of 
I don't know. I, I think there's a little bit more honor sometimes in being the guy that goes in in a high leverage situation more so than just the guy who's reserved for the night. Now I do wonder that. Like, okay, the of the guys who of the guy whose role is most defined at the back end of a bullpen, it seems like yeah. it's the closer who's like, no, he is the ninth inning guy. Like, it, teams hate bringing in their closer. Most teams hate bringing in their closer with two outs in the eighth in a huge like just a got to put out the fire situation. I don't, I don't know if they hate it, but ideally they don't like to do it. Look, ideally you have this guy in the seventh, this guy in the eighth, this guy in the ninth, but it doesn't work out that way very often. I do wonder now if Presley, because he's not the closer, he doesn't have that defined, you're a ninth inning guy, you stay there until the ninth inning. If he does get brought in now in more leverage situation, like if, it, if, there is a, if, if there is a fire brewing in the seventh inning, all right, let's get Presley in here. These are some good matchups for him yeah. right now, you know? Yeah, if he does get used a little, uh, little be, bit differently, you know what the and the other thing too. When you said ego aside from and everything, if you're Ryan Presley, okay, yeah, give me, give me many fewer of these situations where I'm pitching more than one inning, you yeah. know, or yeah. where I'm pitching across where I'm pitching across innings. Yeah, uh, that's that's just you know like it's it's not ideal for those guys. Um, so there's a lot of video now surfacing from Astros spring training because pitchers and catchers are there. We got a lot of people. Covering it there. A lot of folks locally here covering it, so we see a lot of video. Verlander threw off a mound yesterday. That was a big deal, Seth. He threw off a mound. Uh, Where did so, he throw it? He threw it, I believe, to a catcher. He threw it off as like he was a, he was a mound that assaulted Where him. He was on his back. He threw it off of him. Right. Yeah. Um, so I like seeing that. The DEFCON level continues to decrease for me on Justin Verlander, so that was good. They're thrown off a mound. If there's one thing that Astros fans are well acquainted with, yeah. it's the steps and progressions of pitcher rehab because oh, Lance McCullers dude. is so detailed. In a with walking it. documentary. I, which I honestly, I appreciate it. I love that Lance like gives you the whole rundown of for exactly sure. where he is in his recovery. Yeah, for sure. No, I like being more informed. So Verlander threw off a mound. Uh, did you see Fromber doesn't have the weave anymore? Uh, he got he got rid of the uh, he got rid of the weave in the back. So we got those first yeah, half saw them. 2022 vibes back with Fromber. Yeah, I saw them. Uh, uh, Brian McTaggart to put cut his hair. Like that, Framber cut his hair in quotation. Yeah, because obviously it wasn't a cut. He just got rid of the weave. Yeah, and uh, I had come. I kind of forgotten that it was a weave, and uh, now I'm like retroactively disappointed that he that those weren't his natural. Uh, lustrous locks. You remember when he got it? He got it right before the All Star game in 2022. When he for, the first time he made the All Star team in 2022, yeah. and I remember when he got it. I'm like, why are you messing with anything right now? You're you're an All Star. You're you've at that point probably pitched like 12 consecutive quality starts that would ultimately become 25 or whatever it was. Like, why? That's a pretty I, big thing to. It's a pretty big mojo changer right there to completely change your hairstyle in the middle of a season where you just made the all-star team for the first time. But it worked. He won a World Series, pitched a bunch more quality starts. But he's without yeah, the Yeah, that's where now. I worry that I worry that I worry that um uh, the all-star game seems to be like a dividing point for him where uh you know, last year they 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 wanted him to rest with the all-star game. And that seemed to like just push him off the edge of the cliff emotionally or something. That was the way it appeared from the outside that him not him not getting his wish of of pitching in the All Star game because the Astros felt like, hey, you're 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 kind of injured and you're kind of important to this team. That that I, I wish that hadn't flummoxed him as much as it apparently did. Definitely the narrative. So I the hair the hair actually <clears throat> uh, more so than with other athletes. Yeah, I feel like the the the, the hair. 
and everything else that goes with being La Grasa, it might actually matter more than we want to believe. There are does. there are definitely athletes. There are definitely athletes where you feel like stuff like that matters more than others. Framber's one of them. Framber's one where I'm like, okay, as I'm handicapping what his year's going to look like, has he added a new pitch? You know, how's he feeling? Are there any notes of any injury, any discomfort anywhere? What's his hair like? A lot of people are saying he and Javier both look skinnier this year. Yeah. I guess uh, I know that you were concerned about Javier's weight last year. He looks skinnier. Hey, people. I sent you a picture yesterday or two days yeah. ago. He definitely looks skinnier to me. That's good, too. And it's from multiple angles, too. People used to try to defend Tony Romo when he would show up fat to training camp and say, no, it's just a bad angle. And we're like, oh, boy, there's... Sure, seem to be a lot of bad There's angles. There's no everywhere. good angles. Yeah. yeah, I didn't realize. Maybe it's the light in San Antonio that doesn't agree with him. You know, do they still have their camp in uh... Oxnard? Oh, that's right. Yeah. No, it was. A, yeah, I was thinking of the one. Yeah, they only had it in San Antonio for like a couple of years. Yeah, right? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah whatever. Um, Oxnard, Oxnard, so, California. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think for both of those guys, you know, I get nervous sometimes when people start messing with their weight. But that's if like things are going great, and then they mess with their weight, like LeBron James. You know, chugging along, getting MVPs and championships, and all of a sudden decides he needs to be 25 pounds lighter. Yeah. And, uh, like, that lasted about four weeks into the season that year. Yeah. I get nervous about guys doing that. With both those guys, yeah, I think that maybe a little bit of weight loss could be good for the rigors of the season. Javier especially, just because, like, last year, last year was the first time he was tabbed as a full-time starter right from the get-go, and it, it didn't seem to agree with him. Well, and this is going to sound weird because it's baseball. It's not like the two of them are out there on a treadmill the whole game. Yeah. But the game does move quicker now with the pitch clock. Well, no, and it's how you end. Conditioning is a thing for pitchers anyway. You know, even before the pitch clock. You're right, though. The, the pitch clock moving it along as quickly as it does. Like, if you're not quite an ideal shape that could really yeah it's like it's little really things right yeah. right right i mean that could be enough to to tip your to tip your performance i'll say i mean framber and javier both sure look like they were sweating quite a bit out there last year i'll say that framber's never going to stop sweating as much as he sweats yeah he's a he's a heavy right. sweater javier yeah i guess javier is a he's always been a, a heavier sweater too it's just i didn't it, you don't see him you hadn't seen him for as many extended outings yeah um yeah, maybe we'll try to judge Javier by the sweat quotient. Wade Wade Smith and I have talked about this. The one thing that we've been most disappointed in in losing weight after we're done playing is that we both had this illusion that we'd stop sweating. That we'd just Not be like, case. oh, yeah, calm, cool, and collected all the time. You could walk uh, walk, walk through a parking lot in August in a suit and it wouldn't matter. Uh, no. False. Uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, that, 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 that didn't happen. False. Yeah. Um, we have a text uh from someone saying uh, a couple people, Deshaun Watson is in the news again. Uh, are you guys going to discuss the new Deshaun Watson situation? We actually will. We have it in headlines coming up next year. It's also All Star Weekend. All Star Weekend in the NBA, and the biggest Houston story again is CJ Stroud for the All Star Weekend. We'll uh, discuss that. The newest news with Deshaun Watson. We'll get to all of that coming up next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents... Payne and Pendergast with today's headlines. All right, let's start. It's NBA All-Star Weekend. The Rockets, they are on a break here for several days. They could use it. Have not been playing well of late. Um, Probably the biggest local reason to get into All-Star Weekend this weekend is uh, C.J. Stroud playing in the Celebrity Game. I believe it's tonight, 6 p.m. So C.J. Stroud and Micah Parsons, trash talk galore on Radio Row over who the better basketball player is. They're both playing in this game. I think this is just going to turn into C.J. Stroud and Micah Parsons ISOing on each other for 48 minutes. Well, and then did you see him? uh, He played in a softball game. Last uh, night. Last night. Yeah, yeah. Travis Scott's. It was Travis Scott's celebrity softball game. They had some big names playing in that game. I I just saw the batting practice where it looked like he was – from the angle I could see, I don't know. There was somebody standing in the way. It was really annoying. Um, like like he needed to, like he needed to coach CJ up on his uh, swing, swing or something. But it looked like he was cranking him out. He was hitting dingers. Yeah, I couldn't tell or not from the angle. He was. They were they were going out of the park. Were they I softballs? Was, they were softballs. I was just trusting the caption on the. Tw- I think I saw the same tweet you did. Yeah. Um, I'm just trusting the caption from the tweet because it was the video was taken from like. The catcher's position, like right behind right. home plate. Yeah. So you couldn't see where the ball landed. So I'm just trusting the reporters who were there. We had a lot of crack staff there, not the station. We may have had somebody there. I don't know. But we had a lot of people. There were a lot of people in Houston covering that thing because there were there were some big names. Johnny Manziel was there playing in the All-Star game. I I saw Ooh, some video. How did, of, how did they clear up his schedule? I don't. <laughs> that's impressive. I know. I'm impressed that you're impressed that they got Johnny. No, Manziel I'm not. I'm going somewhere with this. I, did I say I was impressed? I'm not impressed. No, you said, I, they got some big names. They got a big Johnny name. Manziel was there. He's a big name. No, this is where yeah. I was going with this. I saw some footage of Johnny Manziel talking about what a great dude C.J. Stroud is. He's awesome, Ooh. which I agree with. I would just like Johnny Manziel to stay away from my quarterback. <laughs> Not that I'm concerned that CJ would fall under the spell of Johnny Manziel, but I just don't. I just don't need it. I just He's don't like, need. Hey, it. I see you like to crank. Yeah. You know what else is? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I think CJ's at the point now where he's not going to be led astray by a giant. Twenty-two. Or anybody else? Yeah. It's 22. Yeah, he's twenty-two, but he's had like he's been exposed to a lot of things. Yeah. He's already. He's, he's had plenty of opportunities to, uh, you know, to, right. to, to, to experiment does, or whatever. When he does you. this after his first touchdown pass next year, Seth, a little money sign afterwards. Uh, Sean's making a little money signal. The money that, signal, uh, yeah. Manziel on YouTube does. and Twitch can see it, but yeah, the money signal. <laughs> now they're on YouTube. Sean doesn't care about the radio listeners. Yeah, yeah, anymore. no, no. I, I said the money <laughs> sign. I said it. Um, so, All-Star Weekend this weekend. CJ, if you want to watch CJ Hoop tonight, he's on tonight. All right, let's get to this Deshaun Watson. Um, 
Boy, it's got to be tough being a Cleveland Browns fan, knowing that the Grim Reaper of sexual misconduct cases is always lurking around the corner with Deshaun Watson. Here's the latest. There was a lawsuit that was filed in October of 2022. This is in the middle of Deshaun Watson's first season in Cleveland, in the middle of while he's serving his 11-game suspension for the other dozen sexual misconduct cases that were most of them settled at that time. Um, An attorney for a woman who sued Deshaun Watson in 2022 recently asked a court in Harris County to compel Watson to testify in another in-person deposition before August 1st. Watson last appeared in a deposition in this case in Houston back on June 9th, but a new court filing states the woman's attorney ended it after two hours and 14 minutes because Rusty Harden, who's Deshaun's attorney, improperly instructed Watson not to answer certain questions about other cases such as whether he had been sexually aroused during massage sessions in the past. So the, the the upshot of all this is Deshaun Watson may have to testify in court about stuff having to do with all the things he had going on there for a couple of years, including allegedly with this woman. Rusty Harden, at least as I read these transcripts of things Rusty was saying in the previous deposition, Seth, yeah, he's livid about this. He's telling this woman she jumped in at the last minute. That that this the lawsuit is bogus. That you can't just file a lawsuit against somebody that has some money and then get to go in into anything and everything. Rusty's basically saying by asking Deshaun about his other massage sessions that had been settled in previous yeah. cases yeah. that were re-adjudicating all this thing again. So all of this is basically like the Deshaun Watson thing is back on the radar in some fashion. It's, yeah, it's on the radar. Like and as far as the stuff that Rusty Harden's saying, like I think like 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 Rusty says some things that are good for PR. And he knows what he's doing, obviously. But there, like, you know, like him claiming, "Hey, you jumped in at the last moment." Like, right? It wasn't a class action case, you know. Like, this is it's one of the biggest and most understandable misperceptions about this entire scenario is that because all of these cases came in one lump from Tony Busby plus a few extra, and like this one's not a Tony Busby case. Yes, thank you. I think people people in their minds kind of looked at it as like one big class action case instead of all the individual cases that they were. So I think that's the important thing to remember that like there's none of those previous, none of those previous settlements really have anything to do with this case itself. So I don't know. It's all up to, as it says in the article that we're reading, it's up to the judge to rule whether, you know, what Deshaun has to testify about and what might might not have to testify. Yeah, I, I guess as far as the NFL side of this goes, and the, the, yeah. the way this wound up on my radar yesterday, at least, Seth, was pro football talk. Mike Florio had a post about this saying that the NFL is monitoring this still, that the, 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 the possibility, possibility is still open that Deshaun Watson could get suspended again. Yeah, there's still three cases open. Yep. You know, yep. that's uh, and, and the other two cases, uh, th- this one's just not as far along in the process as the other two. Yeah. The other two cases, just because everything is so gummed up in Harris County, going back to even before COVID, it was really starting with Harvey, I think. And, and then on into COVID, it's just been it, it, it's gummed up that it might be a long time before there's resolution for the other two women that have just flat out said, no, I'm not settling. I'm yeah. going, to, going to court. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to minimize all that's involved with these lawsuits. I'm, we're a sports show, so I'm just bringing it back to the sports realm. Like it would be one thing in Cleveland if this all were lurking as this dark cloud over the Browns. Like they knew what they were getting into when they traded for Deshaun Watson and gave him all that money. I like to yeah. think they did. Um, 
he he's not good at football. <laughs> you know, like it's one of those things. Like if he had all this going on and he threw for four thousand five hundred yards and took him to the AFC title game this past year. They wanted Joe Flacco more than they wanted Deshaun Watson by the end of the year. Like his cap hit is $64 million, and they can't really move off of that at all because a lot of that is money that's been shoved into these years because they credit card paid for him for the first two years of that deal. Just, man, what, like an all time, all time horrible, horrible trade. The, uh, yeah, I mean, in Cleveland, what they'd tell you is like, hey, he started off kind of sketchy this year, but by his sporadic final three games, because yeah. remember he missed a couple games, came back and played, missed the game, came back and played. Yeah. He looked a little bit more kind of like the better version of himself. Yeah. There you go. Tell Path you, to glory. If that helps you sleep at night, man, do what you need to do. <laughs> do what you need to do. Um, all right. Was, uh, uh, what was his record this year? I think he ended up being... It was like 5-1, and one, I think, wasn't yeah, it? Five and, yeah. Something like that. Um, yeah, it's five to one. Five yeah, to one. Five and one. Um, all right, more news, more headlines. PJ Tucker, remember him? Former Rocket, basically somebody who follows James Harden around wherever he goes. He is a Los Angeles Clipper right now, but does not want to be anymore. He was fined seventy five thousand dollars by the NBA on Thursday for what the league described as public comments about expressing a desire to be traded. Tucker has expressed frustration with his lack of a role with the Clippers on multiple occasions. He came over in the James Harden trade from Philly to L.A. He's 38 years old. He told ESPN in early February before the trade deadline, quote, he was actively trying to get traded, end quote. Um, <laughs> he reiterated his desire to Anscape on the week of the February 8th trade deadline. Seth, am I going to sound old when I say what the hell is Anscape? Is that no, a, I don't know what the hell you're talking is about. Is that a media I thought that outlet? Was like some, I thought that was some kind of... Uh... I thought that was some kind of like one of these weird NBA salary cap uh, little websites. No, no, I no like these things about the NBA salary cap itself. Oh. There's all this terminology and everything that I just don't understand. Oh about no, the NBA it, it's salary cap. Yeah, it sounds like a media cap. outlet. He reiterated his desire to Anscape on the week of February 8th, and it's got a long quote from from PJ Tucker. Anscape sounds like some Euro band from the 80s, like Asia or Toto. Um, but anyways, Desire I just hired to Anscape. Yeah. yeah, why do they they put that in the article like it's no big deal? There's no website attached to it or anything. Right, right, right. It's Anscape. Yeah. It's a it's an or, innovative reporting. I, I guess it, yeah, it must be some kind of streaming service. Yeah, do Seth and I sound out of touch that we don't know what Anscape is? I just found this story funny cuz it's like, dude, you're PJ Tucker. <laughs> like you're you're like the 10th guy on the Clippers and you're agitating enough for a trade where you get pinged for 75 grand. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you yeah, doing? That's a big. That's a big deal at that age. That's when you start to respect the value of money when you get Dude, to thirty-eight. Yeah, man. That's a year's tuition in some places. Just agitating a little too much. How's the sneaker store doing? Is that still up? Oh, I don't even know he had a sneaker store. Yeah, wasn't it PJ Tucker that no. he was? He was going to open it. And he's then a COVID big hit. He's a big sneaker on. guy. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's a big yeah it was in guy. Houston. He was going to have a sneaker store. Okay, yeah. As far as I can tell, Anscape is a website that looks like it's um, it's an innovative new. Uh, uh, innovative reporting on the latest sports, yada 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 okay. yada. Yes, yeah, so I don't. It's not a no, no, no. You should not feel old or bad or anything. Okay, and they certainly in ESPN. Like we're pretty avid users of ESPN and sports media. They can't just be dropping it into an ESPN article like it's no big deal. They need yeah. to. They need to couch it as media outlet Anscape, right? They need to yeah. actually put what it is before they say what the name is. Someone saying it's a feature on ESPN. Yeah, cool story, bro. 
<laughs> not, not, not one that was on my radar, and I'm on ESPN.com almost all day. All right. Uh, I, you, you are, too, because like 25% of well, the time you spend on ESPN.com these days is trying to log back into ESPN.com. The ES, ESPN Plus, where they'll be like, hey, you got to log in first. So you log in. They're like, great, you're logged in. Uh, but, but, but first, you got to log in before you want to read this article. Yeah, oh, dude. Hey, great, you're logged in. Yeah. <laughs> Can't you just take me back to the article? Can I just, well, I just, yeah, I, I want to stop logging in and get back to the article. Anscape used to be the undefeated at ESPN. Okay. Oh, okay. They, re- now they renamed it. They renamed All it. Right. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Payne and Pendergast with you. Uh, by the way, quick, quick pings here. Rob Manfred going to step down in 2029 as commissioner when his contract is up. We'll talk about that later in the show. And congrats to Caitlin Clark of Iowa. Breaks the NCAA career scoring record. She broke the record with a three from like 40 feet. She's badass, Caitlin Clark. I will say that. I think that. Women's basketball players are going to like. I would start trying to get like six, seven years of eligibility because I think the Caitlin Clark might end up making more money in NIL. When you're attached to a team and success and everything like that, there's just like a certain there's a larger there's a larger supporting fan base attached to it. Yes, that for some women's basketball players, especially, I think it might be more lucrative to 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 stay attached to Iowa as long as possible. Yeah, that sport and some of the women. There's a sweet spot there. I agree with you on that. All right, there is a rumor of a wide receiver on another team drafted just a few picks after Nico Collins. It's getting ready to get paid. Would you? Would you pay Nico Collins what it looks like Amon Ross St. Brown is about to get? That is next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.